This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? This is episode 37. We missed last week, but we're back. I'm Canyon Clark here with Scott Clark and Nate Burgess. Jeff's out this week. He's working, which was kind of the issue last week, too. Uh, him and Nate were working. I was actually a little under the weather part of the week. So, didn't get one done last week. You didn't have the Rona, did you? Well, no. I, was, I was designated for assignment, evidently. Yeah. Man. You could have done one by yourself. No, that's no. not happening. So I thought. So, <clears throat> tonight we're going to talk about, and well, it was part of an article that I saw on the North American Whitetail about Hanging stands, and that actual title of it, I think, was How Low you Can You Go or something like that, talking about hanging stands low. But I want to talk about just in general unconventional areas that either we've hung stands, whether that be just because of the height of it, where it's at, or putting blinds, or just hunted in general. So the first stand I had, had that I hunted in was like six foot off the ground. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. In a little tree in the corner fence row behind Grandpa's trailer, and I honestly saw more big deer out of that stand than I probably have any other stand. Man, since that point, just the right spot. Yeah. But of course, I got busted a few times for moving around a lot. When you're six foot <laughs> off the ground, you can't move as much as I did at and ten or eleven old. years old. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I have also hunted, you know, that far off the ground in a climber and been just fine too. So, uh, one of the first big deer I shot that we didn't end up finding it was the wind was howling that morning i was at tubsies and we woke up and the trailer was rocking <laughs> and he said hey you want to go i guess i'm awake we might as well go so <laughs> crawled out there and climbed up in the tree like 10 feet maybe because of course the tree was doing this number and i could yeah. feel it swaying that high off the ground and right at first light nice buck come in 10, 15 yards, whatever it was. I shot it and hit him in the shoulder. That's what I did, but he never knew I was there and got that close with me 10 foot off the ground. So obviously it can be done. I've done it before. Uh, There's times where you have to do it, I think. I don't know about you, Nate, if you've got... You don't have any setups like that right now, do you? No. My lowest... uh, Well, is actually the one me and you videoed out of uh, that one day, that double set. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not low by any means. I'm assuming it's about 14. Yeah. Um, just guessing. Uh, I used to have it up about 20. Um, of course, you remember the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was higher, uh, it's at the bottom of a hill. Uh, the thicket is up on top of the hill. Uh, I'm hunting them in the little clover patch down at the bottom of the hill. Uh, it leads out to a big waterway uh, in a low spot in this field where you can't see from the road. Uh, so they'll come out and they'll feed in that waterway. And then when it gets about dark, they'll go up out of that waterway up on top of the hills and feed out in that big field. Uh, but they lay on top in the woods there about 120 yards away from me when that stand was 18, 20 foot up in the air. Mm-hmm. When I'd crawl up in it, man, there they'd all go. You'd see tails taken off out of the thicket, you know. Uh, they were seeing me. So mm-hmm. I needed to get lower where they couldn't see me get in. Um, Too so, big to be a raccoon climbing up that tree. Yeah. <laughs> If it was a coon climbing in, they knew they didn't want any part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, I'm big. I gotta, I gotta have plenty of tree to hide on, you know, I gotta have some splits, uh, extra trunks up there or something, you know, um, uh, and that's a, it's a somewhat bushy tree, mm-hmm. uh, and it's got little trees around it, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a, it's a decent spot, but being right there on that outside corner, uh, it, man, they can skyline you if you don't watch it. Yeah. You know? If you get up there too high. Yeah. Uh, but I was above the break of that hill previously. I need, I need to be lower than that. And it's worked out okay since then. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different reasons you either have to do it or want to do it, but mm-hmm. that'd be one of them. Shooting lanes is another one. Yep. There's certain woods you get into if you get up too high you can't shoot anywhere starting so to get into you, canopy yeah, yeah. you got to be lower especially if it's got a lot of young timber in it or something or yeah just underbrush you may not be able to shoot the higher you get so you got to hang it all lower uh and then there's the opposite end of that too or you get way up in the tree i don't know i generally haven't sat too high the highest that i've got is probably there at the cabin mm-hmm. and that tree feels like you're 10 foot off the ground but it's probably 25 yeah you know what i mean but <clears throat> I know you, I think you were telling me about one of them down when we went and walked that used to be way up in the tree. Yeah. Um, I've got one, had one. I, I don't hunt it anymore. Uh, I had one over at my cousin's place. It was about 24, I think, to the platform. I think I had a 30-foot rope. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was, it wasn't tight. You know, it wasn't tight. But I didn't have hardly any slack before I started getting my bow off the ground mm-hmm. when I had it clipped on, like, my uh, uh, my chest strap on my harness, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it wasn't tight, but eh, it wasn't just a foot or two, and it was there. Um, but uh, I think that one was, like, 24 to the platform. Um, that's where I could hide the best up in that tree. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a great tree. It wasn't a big tree, but that's where I could hide the best. Uh, and then there at home, there was another one. Uh, it was probably... 22 or so to the platform uh, i think that tree's done i've not been in that tree for several years mm-hmm. um it's an old homemade stand i got from a guy i think the stand's okay i i don't know uh but it uh man you get skyline bad in that tree it's mm-hmm. on the west edge of a oh i don't know 50 yards wide little piece of timber they're gonna be in the timber you were west of them all the time you know if they're and they're looking west uh, in the evening, I mean, I would have to look awful up in that tree, right? You know, uh, and I'm confident I did because most deer, when they walk by, they looked at me. <laughs> I mean, there's the indication, <laughs> right? But yeah, yeah. Um, I, man, I'm easy to pick out up there, you know. Yeah, that's the thing you get in trouble with a lot. I think when you get too high, is obviously the trees you get quite a bit smaller up yeah. there, and then you get skylined really easy, yeah. And you guys think, you know, you get way up in there, they're not going to see me because I'm this high in the tree. Well. Mm-hmm. You might actually be a little easier to see up there, especially if you've got deer that are used to being hunted mm-hmm. and they're looking up all the time. Yeah. And you can tell. Like if you're if hunting a herd or in the opposite too, you're hunting a herd that's not been pressured a lot. They're not looking up, mm-hmm. you know, but you get some old does in there that have been hunted. Yeah. If they see something that just ain't right, boy, they'll look, they'll get to looking up. Oh, yeah. Just like they would looking for a coyote or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That nose about two foot long. They're <clears throat> mm-hmm. just looking up in the trees for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> they make good targets. Yep. Uh, another thing would be like unconventional stand types just in general, which I know you guys at the time not unconventional, but a lot of people wouldn't think about it now that wouldn't have experienced it, but the old TV tower the plywood TV tower with, with the, the dog chains. and the dog chains oh, and the man. seats on Yeah. Most of those were... 
Uh, probably 12 feet or mm-hmm. lower. Now, you had some... The height of the TV tower, basically. <clears throat> well, or no, the you cut the, of it. Yeah, you, you had a section or you cut it down to whatever you felt like. But, um, yeah, at that time... Yeah, and, and at that time, well, it wasn't a lot of climbers being used when we first started running those towers. And so, you know, 12 feet was better than standing on a limb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... You you got you pack the old seat in with you that you tied around the tree or strapped around the tree and cinched it up and and then use the the plywood on the top of the TV tire for a platform. Mm-hmm. But I I think probably twelve feet was. Now I knew I knew some guys that was hunting. Probably the platform might have been eight feet off the ground, mm-hmm. you know, and they would stand up in there. So they weren't hunting very tall, but. Um, I don't think deer was looking in the air by that much back then either. Yeah, the biggest thing is not moving or having decent yeah. cover. Yeah. Whether the tree's big enough to kind of hide you or it's got plenty of branches or your backdrop's good. Mm-hmm. All of that's a, uh, the maturity of the timber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hunted in some in the middle of some woods that had mature timber so you don't have a lot of undergrowth because mm-hmm. there's there's not a lot of da- you know sunlight or daylight gets that yeah. low. So, you know, I used to have a, a climber. I still got it. And the rope on my climber that I would clip on my bow was about 20 feet. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're climbing in the dark, how tall do you know where you are? Yep. When the rope starts pulling the bow up off the ground, yep. that's where you know. So that's how only way I knew at the time I was hunting with a guy and we hunted a lot of bigger timber. And the only way I knew how tall I was was when I could feel my bow coming off the ground when I was climbing. Yeah. I knew, okay, I'm, I'm about 20 feet or better. Yeah. So this is where I want to stop. Yeah. Otherwise... You could just keep going based on the trees that we were hunting out of. Yeah. And there wasn't any reason to. Yep. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about the canopy because most of the trees that was mature at the time. So that's how I knew it, you know, how tall to climb. But Yeah. You know, you said something about standing on a tree branch. Generally, if I go, depending on where I'm going, if I'm planning on sitting on the ground, I'll go ahead and throw my harness in the backpack because I've done it before. Where if I can find a couple smaller trees up next to each other mm-hmm. with plenty of branches on them, I'll climb up those trees and just, if I got a couple branches, I can set my feet on and put my back up against the other one where I'm leaning. Yeah. Kind of like a saddle idea. Yeah. But I'll throw the harness on and physically climb up the tree and Man. do it that way. And of course, they ain't very high off the ground, but yeah. I like to be able to see a little bit. So if I'm in that situation where... I was kind of planning on sitting on the ground anyway, but there's a good spot where I can get up elevated a little bit, where I can actually see stuff, because mm-hmm. I want to see them before they oh, get yeah. right up in my face. Oh, yeah. Especially if I'm going to hunt on the ground anyway. If you're not that high off the ground and they get right up in your face, you can't move. Yeah. I can't get drawn on them or anything. So it's nice to know they're coming. So yeah. I've done that before, too, and I generally have you know a screwing step or something in my bag yeah. or two if I need to either a step up or somewhere to put my foot once I get up there. Just gives me another option. Now, yeah, you have to be a pretty good sized tree. <laughs> no, nah, for me, I'm staying on the ground. <laughs> yeah, if yep. I, no matter where I'm going, if I ain't got to stand, I'm staying on the ground. <laughs> yep. There's enough. They're not enough, but there are several pine thickets around, especially on state ground where the back years ago they planted those pines. You know, they grow limbs close <coughs> to the ground uh, within reason. You can climb up in there. Oh yeah. And do a little trimming here and there. It's not It's not bad, actually. Pretty good cover if you don't cut too much. Mm-hmm. Right. problem with those trees is if you do cut too much or too many limbs, you can open them up pretty quick. Correct. But if you know what you're cutting, then 
you can you stay just really cut hidden to get yourself there. a lane yeah. you know you can get up there and not have to use any maybe a step or two to get to those first branches but other than that mm-hmm. pretty good climbing really and the same thing on the ground too if you got a i saw this one time danker was his last name he used to hunt with major league bow hunter yeah jeff danker <clears throat> yeah the old man not his boy yeah yep he had uh <coughs> set up on a food plot with a couple pine trees by each other and of course they'd never been trimmed so they had limbs all over the ground and he essentially cut himself a ground blind out of the bottom of this mm-hmm. pine tree so he just slipped right in the back side of it it's quiet because you got pine needles mm-hmm. and then he had branches below a shooting lane and above a shooting lane it's just like a ground blind yeah. just made out of this pine tree yeah it's pretty slick yeah and i've always wanted to do that but i have nowhere to do it yeah you could there are jeff's <clears throat> on the corner you could do it but <clears throat> i don't know that we'll hunt that corner of the food plot any but well, i think they're where he's talked where he's uh that new property he's got from last year you know we we talked about putting in a food plot and there's mm-hmm. a pine tree or two he's talking about climbing and he might have to screw in a step and then obviously he's going to want to put a seat up there but mm-hmm. uh and pine trees he'll be able to shimmy up that pretty good and then just cut just enough to where he where he wants to be yep you don't really need any steps or anything uh-uh. and there's a you know a couple things there like number one if you're looking for just the perfect tree i think it's more about the spot than it is the tree now obviously you can't give up too much if you're in a tree that you don't have any cover in or anything like that you're in a bad spot but if you've got a tree that (coughs) maybe you don't necessarily associate with being the perfect tree because it's too branchy or too thick or it's not as tall as you think you'd want it to be if it's in the right spot, as long as you're careful and smart about it, you don't do too much cutting, then mm-hmm. you might have a good place up in there. Uh, and the other thing is, it might save you a little money on some $200 sticks or something. Instead of buying mm-hmm. those, you can just use the branches and a couple of screwing steps, yeah. which is what I yeah, what I do there at the cabin. It's yeah. the same, that pin oak mm-hmm. keeps the leaves on all year long. Yeah. I mean, I've never been seen in that tree except for when the arrow fell off my string. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Speaking yeah. of cutting... There's, there's, you can't, there's never too early a time to cut. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you start cutting in trees in the last week of September, when both seasons come in in October, eh, you might want to get it done a little earlier now. Yep. I mean, that's right. I, I can walk into my house right now, for instance, and it'd be pitch black and pitch dark, and I can walk straight through my living room into the kitchen and mm-hmm. never hit anything because I know where it's at. Yeah. If a deer can walk straight through the woods and not hit any limbs or that you've cut or anything like that. So, you know, get that out of the way early mm-hmm. so you're not trimming branches like two days before you plan on going hunting. Because yeah. if if Lisa moves my furniture around tonight, I'm going to hit something on the way in the house. I'm yeah. going to know something's different. Same way with deer. If they've mm-hmm. traveled that path... Mm-hmm for all summer long and all of a sudden oh, there's a limb there yeah or there's a limb not there yep they know right or they're just walking through and see say a pine tree for instance and they see this gap in it now it might catch their attention well if oh, there's yeah. if there's nothing there and there's no threat for two months you're gonna be fine with it they're yeah. just gonna forget about it it's give them be, a time to get used to it yeah whatever, whatever that if you move my furniture tonight give me a week i'll be used to mm-hmm. it yeah, but, but don't, if, don't move it in the middle of the night and expect me to come in stumbling in at ten yep. thirty. You know, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. But if you're sitting there the first time they notice it and they notice you, then you're screwed. So, yeah, like you're talking about. Yeah, I get in there and do that stuff early. Yep. 
as opposed to later. And, you know, don't be afraid of doing it in those places that may not seem conventional, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, what about as far as hunting on the ground or putting ground blinds up, anything like that, aside from the one that blew away on you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, one gun season. That was an early experience in a ground blind. I <laughs> uh, would not consider it a great one. Uh, haven't had an affinity for blinds ever since then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have this one spot, well, right there on that little food plot where we sat that morning. Uh, I'll sit on the west side of it. Uh, there's three little trees that I'll sit behind, um, just sitting on the ground on mm-hmm. that hillside. Um, there's a creek between me and the food plot, probably, uh, probably a six foot deep, 15 foot wide creek. Um, they can't get right up next to me there. Uh, and they won't, they're mm-hmm. going to go out in the middle of that plot when they get there. They're going to come from the South, maybe the East. They ain't going to come from the West. Um, they're going to get right out there in front of me. 25 yards um i've had them as close as 15 i've mm-hmm. had them just on the other side of the creek not very far um i've never really seen a deer walk that hillside over there where i'm sitting it's a brushy hillside wooded hillside i've seen them walk the top they'd be 15 yards away from me looking down in a thick nasty spot i don't think they'd pick me out i've never been picked out sitting there on the ground mm-hmm. but i just take a, a blind chair mm-hmm. sit uh, right there on the ground never been seen or anything um, I do enjoy it. Uh, now they have got out there downwind of me and smelled me as they were leaving, going out in the big field. They smell where I came in, you know, and then they get to wanting to find me, uh, and they'd come up there and they'd, they'd really be sniffing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as them being in that little plot right there, it works good. It really does. I got a, my wind is parallel to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it ain't, uh, um, and I can't hunt it with it just perfect. If I had east wind, it'd be okay. But anyway. Uh, I like hunting that spot. Other than that, hunting on the ground, I've never really liked hunting out of a blind. Bow hunting, especially. Mm-hmm. Just feel like I can't see very good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, gun hunting, I'll sit on the ground. I'll sit on the ground next to a big oak tree. If I'm gun hunting, I don't try to get too close to where I think, you know, uh, you ain't got to be that close. Yeah, right? you don't have to be, right? You don't have to move. I'd, I'd love to be much. 50 yards away from where I think they're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, just as a safety. I ain't got to be 20. Right. You know, I don't want to be right there with them. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, gun hunting, I'll, I'll stand on the ground, sit on the ground, uh, just somewhere where I can hide good, you know. Um, I want to be able to move gun hunting if I need to, uh, mm-hmm. but bow hunting on the ground, uh, I'd need a big brush pile or something to hide, you know. <laughs> right. And that's, I actually kind of prefer being out of, unless it's pouring down rain or something, being mm-hmm. out of the blind, yeah. bow hunting on the ground as yeah. opposed to being in one. Cause like you said, you can see. Yeah. And if you find a spot like what you're talking about or just maybe there's a little bush, Mm-hmm. There's a couple spots where I know I can go sit on the ground, and it's essentially a natural blind. Yep. I know a guy that like builds that. brush blinds bow hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, he shoots a recurve or a longbow, um, and he has had pretty good luck getting deer fairly close, as long as you do it early, mm-hmm. like you said. you know. Um, shoot, he'll even build barricades. You know, um, He'll cut down saplings and, mm-hmm. and build a barricade, kind of a funnel, you know, right. uh, pushing them toward him coming out of a saddle or something you know mm-hmm. uh, and he wants them to be 15 yards and uh, and those will do it regular mm-hmm. right, right you know one of the toughest things i think about being on the ground is your wind though because oh yeah when you're in a tree you can get away with a little bit based on the thermals if mm-hmm. the wind's not real steady if you're on the ground that mean your wind's just kind of blowing everywhere they'll if there's get a, not a steady wind they'll get a good snout full of you fast yeah they don't have to be I mean, they can be relatively far away and smell you on the ground, whereas if they were the same distance but you're up in a tree and you're pulling your thermals up in the morning or something, they're not going to smell you. So mm-hmm. 
that's something on the ground. Uh, and I don't think a blind, unless it's a fully enclosed blind, like you see some guys make out of those yeah. old grain carts and stuff yeah. with windows in them, you're not going to see a lot of benefit from being in a blind versus not on the ground as far as the scent goes, I don't think. Um, have you given any more thought to building your uh, tower blind? Oh, I want to. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't think I can afford it. Uh, <laughs> plywood and everything, if I could get a hold of some plywood, I'd try it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'd love to do it, want to do it. Um, gosh, yeah, with the baby coming and everything. Um, and uh, I decided we need a new roof. I mm-hmm. found, found a little leak in the roof. Um, it ain't bad. But don't worry, roofs are cheap. Uh, <laughs> the leak ain't bad, but a leak's a leak. Uh-huh. You know, I got to get that fixed. That's uh, uh, a bunch of money I wouldn't plan on spending right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, probably not going to get a blind done this year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I still well, hey, to. if you have to redeck your roof, you can use that old decking and build oh. you a blind. <laughs> Man, I honestly had not thought about that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, that's a reasonable thought. If you have to redeck it anyway, man, yeah, it's I, not going to be cheap if you have to redeck your roof. No, but I've, I've already figured that one up. Yeah, yeah that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> but there'd be an option, I guess. There's surely enough decent wood left up there you could do something with. But uh, good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I think. The speaking of building blinds and stuff, that was one of the more untraditional ones we had. Was in that those three little trees right there together years ago yeah that little homemade blind that was probably eight foot off the ground maybe maybe if that maybe yeah and you killed deer out of that yeah we had several deer around us out of that thing mm-hmm. back there on the off the corner of the pond i think i showed you where it was at there's a few boards still left up in the tree oh yeah 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 topo has a lot to do with so if you're sitting on the ground and most of the timber at least where we're at the reason it's timber is because it you can't farm it. Yeah. If it's flat, yeah. it's farmed. Oh yeah. Or if it doesn't flood, it's farmed. So, mm-hmm. so rolling or uh, hilly is about the only thing that's not farmed. So, if you're sitting in the ground blind and and the topo starts falling pretty hard, you know, thirty yards away, you might be ten feet higher elevation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by the same token. 30 yards away you could be looking somebody straight in the eye if you're yeah. in a tree stand 20 feet off the ground too yeah. mm-hmm. so yeah. if you put a tree stand in an area that the deer are moving and it's in a creek the deer are moving in a lower area and you're up on a on a kind of a ridge mm-hmm. all of a sudden your 15 foot tree stand turns into 30 yes mm-hmm. yeah. at least at in this one area where they're moving yep but in reverse all of a sudden your ground blind or your tree stand that's 15 feet off the ground turns into eye level yep mm-hmm. by the same token if you're yeah. looking across that creek and there's a ridge on the other side of creek that they're using so yeah. you know it depends on your top hole a lot especially where we're at in the smaller timber mm-hmm. yeah. smaller patches of timber I should yeah say. there's a tree we had to stand in or i had to stand in last year year before like that but it just from one field up top and then to another field in between them where it rolled, mm-hmm. basically. Flat ground comes down in elevation, basically a giant stair step if you looked at it mm-hmm. on the whole topo. But that stair step was a ditch on the bottom part of it, and then, I don't know, 30, 40 yards worth of trees that ran kind of the ditch in this part of it. So I was down towards the bottom side of it, and on that high field side, I was 15 feet in the air, but 
on pretty much eye level with that field. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I'm 15 foot in the air, unless they're down in the ditch. And then I'm, you know, 18 feet, feet above them. Yeah. That's where but, you had a camera. We checked where you found that, found that hog on your camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if they were on the field side of me, you know, I had to see them coming pretty early and yeah. be smart about moving yeah. because they were eye level with me and there wasn't anything behind me either. Yeah. Just skyline. Yeah. So, I mean, a few little trees and stuff, but yeah, you had to be paying attention if they were on that side of you. Yep. And well, I think you got to know where they're moving. Obviously, you got to play the wind and, and all that stuff. But then you got to think, okay, just because my tree stand is, or I'm going to climb 20 feet or my, my hang on stands 20 feet or whatever it is, doesn't mean you're 20 feet above where they are if, mm-hmm. the, if the ground rolls. If you don't take into consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And didn't you shoot a deer on a, in a stand like that? couple of years ago he was mm-hmm. down on the bottom side of you the farther side down uh no i shot one out of that i said it's the tallest tree on my cousin's place uh about 24 foot to the platform and he was like five yards mm-hmm. um and i was bent over you know trying to bend it the waist properly mm-hmm. uh, yeah i didn't do that i'm sure i just dropped my arm <laughs> right um, yeah <clears throat> i uh i did not kill him um but yeah that uh Super steep angle, super steep. Yeah, um, that was just because of the tree and how close he was, though. There wasn't correct. A, yeah, okay, no, no topo uh, involved in that one. That's the only one I can think of. Um, uh, that's the one I was thinking of. I thought yeah. that one was in a. Now he came up out of a bottom. Okay, um, that's uh, that's very steep country over there. Um, mm-hmm. I bet you, I bet you it's forty and fifty foot bluffs. Um, pretty easy, um, and I'm talking forty and fifty yards. Uh, ridge top across the valley to the next ridge top mm-hmm. and dropping 40 or 50 feet in between. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few rock faces over there out on the ends of those points. Um, really steep country over there. Uh, but yeah, when I first saw him, he was down in that bottom with that doe. <clears throat> and like I said, I'm probably 24 foot up in that tree on the ridge top, on the very top of the ridge, and then looking way down in that valley where he was at. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's way down there. Uh, but yeah, of course, in that situation, they're using the saddles, you know, they're using the sure. saddles on, that's what they're doing. They're either running the bottom, the top, if they're going to change, they're absolutely going to use the saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can capitalize there. But yeah, he was just, he was just real close and I was real high. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure my form was not good. Um, <laughs> well, you look at your stands 24 feet and he's 24 feet below that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's 50 feet. Yeah. You know, you're looking at. 16 17 18 yards yeah just to get to the deer not counting the distance he is from your tree oh yeah i uh um i was thinking i was gonna have to shoot him on a 26 yard trail was my plan and i think i would have had a much better chance doing that than what happened <laughs> right uh, but yeah they turned came right under me uh but i was i was prepared for that but i was thinking he'll be um elevation on that 26 yard trail coming up that saddle he was going to be in it probably would have been 35 feet lower, you know, where he would have been. Right. Anyway, right. anyway. Um, and then uh, uh, 26 yards. I had ranged that eye level uh, tree eye level with me. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't ranging to the ground. My range finder don't do the arc or anything. Um, but I had ranged up there where I was at. And then I thought, ah, I'll shoot him for a little less, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's neither here nor there. It did not work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of properties I was on recently it was like that with those great big bluffs like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And there's places on those if you get down on the bottom, 
you could be 20 foot in a tree and be 15 foot below the deer that are coming on that ridge top oh, if yeah. you're down in the bottom of it. Yeah. I mean, they could be above you Yeah, pretty easy. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's a stand, there's a tree down there in that little bottom where I first saw him. There's a bowl in one of those bottoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about a 30-yard wide circle down there. Every deer that comes across those ridges or through that bottom goes through that bowl. Wind would be horrible. It'd swirl the entire oh, yeah. time. The <laughs> yeah, entire yeah. time. Um, I don't know what you do with it. I don't know how you get in there very safe. Um, uh, it's about 80 to 100 yards from where I'm at, and I I can only get in there in the morning early. Um, but trying to get to that bowl, very difficult. But if they'd run the ridge top up, up there where I'm at, mm-hmm. they would be looking down toward you. Yeah. They're going to be looking down toward you because they're going to go to that bowl. <laughs> right. That's what they do. Yeah. Right. Yep. Even if you were able to get down there and up in a tree. Yeah. 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 And there's no cover down there. Um, early, you were talking about stand placement. I'd rather be, I heard a guy say this. I didn't come up with this on my own. I'd rather be in a mediocre tree in the perfect spot than be in a perfect tree in a mediocre spot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the spot's the key, and you got to pick the best tree in that spot. That sounds like right. your neighbor. Uh, <laughs> um, the one that you shoot here all the time i mean that sounds like something he oh, come yep, up with but yep it was not him not him really nope it was another guy up there at home um but uh yeah i used to oh i used to get infatuated with trees mm-hmm. i'd find me a big nasty oak tree and i just wanted in it right know, just to say i could uh-huh. it didn't matter if it was in the middle of the field <laughs> yeah. you know i'd want in that tree yep um but i'd rather be in uh find a great spot Get you the best tree in that spot. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I was trying to think, am I going to be morning hunting or evening hunting? I'd like to be between where I think the deer's going to be and the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're looking in the sun trying to make me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it normally always happens right at dusk anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Always, yeah. When, when they're skylining me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway. When there's no sun anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then that's what you're talking about there, your mediocre tree. You may be only, only able to get 10 foot up in it. Correct. If you get any higher than that, you might be hurting yourself. Yep. More doing more harm than good. Yep. Or it may just not be a very big tree. Yep. I knew a guy that I don't think he ever hunted out of anything except tower stand. I I would be shocked if he had a tower stand over ten feet. I think most of them were eight. <coughs> and he killed deer every year. Mm-hmm. The guy would come into my shop, and he would literally—I'm not kidding. He would come into the shop the last week of September or the first week of October when he wasn't farming. He would throw maybe less than six arrows downrange at the most. And Jeff, if Jeff was here, he'd know who I was talking about. He would throw six arrows downrange at the most, and he said, well, that's good enough. I'm not going to waste another good shot. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you them six arrows would be probably within a pop can at 20 yards or, yeah. or close to it. Definitely yeah. a hat. You could definitely hit a hat. You know, yeah. It was good enough for him because it's all he's going to do is hunt anyway. Yeah. And the guy would kill decent deer every year Man. now i'm not talking he wouldn't kill 200 or there wasn't 200 inch deer around at that time anyway yeah. but the guy would kill he killed some deer that were definitely on the wall yeah he's got them on the wall now but i mean he just he just did yeah you know so you don't have to have that 30 feet high yep like you said you know get where you need to be and then yeah. figure it out from there don't yeah. just 
say, well, I, I'm going to be 30 feet high, so this is the tree I need to be in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where the deer are. How can I make the best of this situation? But yep. Which might be on the ground, too. It could. And yeah. if you don't have a good place for a ground blind where you're mm-hmm. at, you might just have to tug up, tuck up next to a bush or a decent-sized tree. Yeah. I know we've talked about him before, but Roger Ragland, all his old videos. Uh, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> I remember one of them, one time he's talking about hunting on the ground, and he said, you know, I just look for a tree about as big as round as I am. He yeah. says, i got to get a bigger tree every year. <laughs> but <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I just look for a tree about as big as round as I am, and he'd just kneel down beside it and not move. Yep. You yep. know, had on the, old, the good old tree bark camo that, was and, good for that. And blue jeans. <laughs> yeah. And a red hat. Roger Ragland <laughs> might have been one of the truest hunters ever put out a video. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's just what... a down home, good yep. old boy, I'm not flashy, here it is kind of hunter. Yep. And it still is today, as far as I know. Yep. And there's, you know. Real excitement. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, genuine. Yeah. Absolutely genuine. He would, he would, gee, many Christmas. And I mean, that's what he meant. That's, yep. Yeah, that was, I, I enjoyed Roger's video. No yep. matter what he walked up on, he was happy with it. Mm-hmm. He knew, yeah, yeah. Yep. But he would, like I said, just kneel down behind a decent sized oak tree or something. Mm-hmm. And that's where he'd hunt. Or he'd yeah. be 10 foot up in one of those old climbers. Yeah. You know, like the first generation <clears throat> climbers. You probably wore out a few of his videos around. back in the day. Uh, yeah, I know. I did. <laughs> but from I, the shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I was hunting one of them old climbers, I would stop where I thought. About I, eight foot two. I, would be, I think I'd be okay if I fell from this uh-huh. height. <laughs> the widow makers is what they used to call some of them. Mm-hmm. And some of them were pretty close. Yeah. Well, there was, you know, videos you'd see of them and, Looked like, boy, he could pretty much reach down and touch the top of that deer's antlers if, if he wanted yeah. to. You know, <laughs> and killing big foot. deer. Yeah. yeah. So obviously it can be done. Yeah. And that's with a lot less advanced equipment than what we got now. Yep. So. Um, my dad, he had, uh, he told this story. He had one, of the, I think it was a baker climber, I think. I don't know. It's an old climber. Um, he got a hold of the thing. Uh, he put it on a tree there in front of the house, uh, got going up that tree. He wasn't very far off the ground, <clears throat> lost the bottom. Um, so he's hanging up there. He finally decided he's going to have to jump, you know, uh, so he, and he wasn't high, but he let go, fell out of there, landed in a pile on the ground, you know, <laughs> and he said, just when I thought it was over, he said, here, that top came down, smacked <laughs> me on the head. <laughs> he said, that was the last time I used it right there. <laughs> Do you know, um. When I bought my climber, uh, it was a Summit, and it was a steel climber, the old steel climber, mm-hmm. but it didn't have any a metal thing on the back. It was just a cable. Yeah. Some of them had that metal V pattern mm-hmm. in there oh, with, a, yeah. with a blade yeah. on it. It was supposed to dig into the tree and stuff. Mm-hmm. They may kill you faster than anything. But <laughs> my Summit, you, you, they had a rope tied between the top and the bottom, yeah. so if you ever lost the bottom. Yeah. And what I would do uh, before... When I bought a climber, I would take it, and I had a I had a uh, electric pole there beside my house. Mm-hmm. It was just like a brace pole, so it wasn't electric electricity to it. If I couldn't climb that pole without slipping, I didn't trust the climber. Yeah, and I could climb that pole with that summit, that particular summit that I had, as high as I wanted to, mm-hmm. and I felt I always felt comfortable after that. So yeah. I figured if I could climb a telephone pole, yep, I was good. Yep, and some of them old climbers. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've climbed shaggy bark hickories with that. Oh, and man. Everything else with it never, never. Oh, man. But anyway, that's what I used to do. Uh, they, on that tree in the dark, climbing, you know. Uh, there's not a worse feeling than that bottom sliding. I mean, it might slide two or three inches. And I thought, mm. doggone, I just dropped three foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, now, I've spent several minutes trying to get a bottom, even tied together, mm-hmm. and slipped down and then got sideways on yep. the tree. So yep. I only had one foot still in it. Yep. And just trying to pull that thing back upright on the tree, hanging yep. on to the top of it. If the top would have gave, I'd have been done yeah and <laughs> that's i just hit the ground because well, i wasn't one I had to still had the, they had the straps that you the, the bungee cords that slipped mm-hmm. on the back of your boots yep so you put your boots in the front bungee mm-hmm. and then you had a back bungee that slipped over the top so there was no way that i could lose that out of my boots unless yeah. i physically reached down there and took it off my yeah boot. i could not lose that bottom stand the only way i could lose it is if i had unbungeed my boots yeah. my, my hunting boots from it before I got it, you know, good and set. Yeah. And then, and then I never did that, fortunately. I yeah. always had it set before I reached down there and done that. But some of these now, you just kind of throw your feet out of the, yep. at the, to the edges, and yep. then you hang on to it like that. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, mine's the Viper and Aluminum one. Mm-hmm. It's got the bungee on it and the toe hook. So you can't really lose it if your feet are in it. I don't remember yeah. if I was at the top and taking my feet out or what. I did at the time, but I remember yeah. only having one foot left in it because uh-huh. it was sideways on the tree. We went to the trouble to tie them together, right? Mm-hmm. With one rope. Mm-hmm. Why didn't we tie a rope on both sides? <laughs> you know, keep them straight. I thought that many times. I went to the trouble to put one rope on here, uh-huh. and it did just what you're saying. Yep. You know, it caught on one side. <laughs> yep. Which was still better than being at the bottom of the tree, True. but it would have been a I've whole lot handier. I've heard stories about guys being up there hanging on. Yep. Either losing the, you know, and and having the bear hug the tree to get down, mm-hmm. and uh, I ain't too much on bear hugging. So nah, they got tie mine off. Yep. No, I suppose I can do it if I had to, but I wouldn't want to. I guarantee to. you, if you look down twenty feet on the ground, you're gonna bear hug the tree. Yeah. I've seen guys come in the shop with <laughs> just their road rash on their arms yeah. and their inside of their. Well, I had to do that to hang that one camera not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I had to get up to the Y in the tree, and it was a little high. Yep. But anyway, yeah, I would, like I said, I, if I, yeah, I could probably do it, but I didn't really will want to. Yep. But, no, that's just some unconventional places that maybe we've had stands. I have yeah. to have Jeff, Jeff tell you the story about the time we hung a tree stand and the chain broke. Uh-huh. <laughs> on a, on a, on a uh, TV tower stand. Mm-hmm. Oh, he fell for a half an hour. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't anything I could do about it. Yep. <laughs> he fell for 30 minutes. Man. Didn't hurt himself, fortunately, but. Yeah. He should have. <laughs> Man. He didn't cuss the tree, did he? Well, that's back when you had the, the dog, literally the little old dog chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you had the, the thing that, you know, you screwed them together with. Mm-hmm. It had the two hooks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and you cinched him up against the tree. Yeah. And I don't remember if he c- cinched it up and it broke, or if he because cl- what you did was one guy 
you know, what you did was you threw the tower against the tree mm -hmm. and you cut a V out in the in the platform. Yep. So you threw that against the tree and then some poor bastard had to go climb up there and <laughs> yeah. then throw the chain around yeah. up at the top of the platform and then hook it back into the tower yeah. and then and then uh, tighten that up mm -hmm. with a chain. And and Jeff was that poor bastard that was up there tightening that up. And I'm I've got the you know, the stand pushed against the tree to keep him from falling. Yeah. And I don't remember if the chain broke or what happened, but anyway, he fell out. Man. I, know, I guarantee he remembers it. <laughs> you know, ladder stands, they come with uh, these little bitty ropes, you know, mm -hmm. you're supposed to tie on there, you know. Uh, I'd never seen them in action until I hung stands with uh, with another guy one time. He's like, yeah, we use them ropes. You know, you tie it off to the tree before you got to climb it, you know. I thought, that's a great idea. I've <laughs> yeah. never done that. <laughs> yeah. You'd be climbing that thing, you know. You get up there about three steps from where you want to be. Like you said, you just throwing it against the tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You get up there about three steps from the top, and then every time you go up, it eases away from the tree and then leans back. <laughs> leans right, back. You know? right. Yep. And the, the whole time you're thinking, this is it. <laughs> you yeah. know? This is, is going to be it. Yeah. It's the way I'm going to go. Yeah. Why did we not use them little ropes, you know? I didn't even know we had them back in the day. Right. Well, I mean, the, the <laughs> when ones... When the tower stands yeah. didn't come with the ropes. They just no, <laughs> yeah. no. But, yeah, I mean, you throw them things. You just tie them off, one on each side, X them on the back of the tree mm -hmm. and tie, you know. Um, man, that's handy. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, makes a save, lot of sense, doesn't it? That's got to save somebody's yeah. life about like Some me. Kind of safety <laughs> device or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that last ladder stand I bought, the thing you... And it's a conglomeration. It's got these big arms on the thing. That and, big one? Yeah. Um, it's pretty all right, I guess. Um, Once you get it in the tree? Yeah. I mean, it was fairly heavy throwing up there. Uh, but you get it up there in them arms, you work this ratchet strap on the ground, and them arms come around and they grab that tree. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty solid when you first climb it, you know. Now, I mean, getting it on that bushy tree where I put it is a heck of a deal. Cause <laughs> yeah. you got these big arms sticking off uh -huh. of it, you know. Uh, but then, which is what you wanted in something with some cover on it correct yeah like right. i said i i i would get infatuated with trees you know um but of course i want to be in the best tree mm -hmm. in the good spot that i that i can be in mm -hmm. um, but yeah if that means if it means 10 foot off the ground because that's where the cover is that's where the shooting is that's where you need to be mm -hmm. um don't make it any more complex than it needs to be right uh yeah i don't think you need to be 30 feet in the air just because you no. can get 30 feet in the air i, I yeah. really don't i mean you know it depends on where you're at if you're yeah. hunting up big open woods and there's big open timber maybe mm -hmm. that 30 feet where you need to be yeah if you're hunting a, a younger timber with some you know some cover and, and all, a canopy and all that why would you want to be above the canopy you're not gonna yep. be able to shoot anyway nope mm -hmm. at some point 30 feet might be your only cover yeah if you're in a big Timber big, like big that. Big bottoms, timbers. Mm -hmm. Them things normally have big telephone pole trees. Mm -hmm. No limbs on them. To speak of anywhere. That's when you get up there in the dark and you feel that bow come up. You think, mm -hmm. well, I'm at 20 feet. Well, yep. well hell, let's go a couple more. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Highest I ever been was with Trevor Shreve. Mm -hmm. Gosh. We climbed that tree and climb and climb and climb. And then we finally stopped. I don't, I don't know how high we went. I mean, my bow was off the ground with that 30-foot rope. <laughs> Um, I mean, if uh, was it in the morning? No, it was in the evening. We could see <laughs> the whole time. I think, why are we still, <laughs> you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you had to get two of you up there. That's yeah. where I needed the rope. Was was like in the morning, inside mm -hmm. the morning. Mm -hmm. Whenever 
because you couldn't see how high you were. Yeah. And I knew, I knew where, well, for the most part, this guy that I used to hunt with, if we were going to a new place, I'd never been there before, he'd say, I'm going over here. You go over the bottom of this ridge, and when you get down to the bottom, there's going to be a, a couple of trees, and you turn left there, about 15 yards, there'll be a climbing tree. Never been there before in my life. That's the kind of directions I used to get from this guy. Yep. And, but at any rate, that was mostly bigger timber. And so the only way I knew how high to climb was, you know, like I said, the bow. Mm-hmm. And you'd feel that bow coming up. You're, you're a climber. You got the rope tied to the climber. That's when you knew, okay, I'm at I'm at 20 feet, so I'm at least high enough. Because mm-hmm. I never did. I never could judge real good. How, how much he was climbing because you get a good climbing tree man you can shinny right up there next thing you know you're way up there oh yeah mm-hmm. if you've got a good solid tree and a good big timber yep because it doesn't taper down so the climber's yep. not you know it's, not it's, leaning or anything on you it's sitting nice mm-hmm. sitting nice especially yep. if you start a few feet off the ground and get above that butt of the tree yep. you know or burr so yeah that's the dumbest tree i ever got on <clears throat> was dead with my climber um, I wasn't paying no attention. I around. guess not. Nope. What the hell are you doing climbing a dead <laughs> Stumbling dead around tree. in the dark. <laughs> like, All right, there it is. You know, put the climber on. That's the one. Yep. I thought this looks okay. I had me a little soft. I run into any limbs. I didn't see any immediately. You know, climb up there, climb up there. And you know how a tree feels when you get on it. it normally sways a little bit. You know, I'm climbing this thing, and like when I'd set my top with my feet, I could feel it. Just, I mean tight tight jiggling you know mm-hmm. i mean it just didn't feel right i'm thinking it's strange you know i climb a little more red and I got, flag number one well yeah. or two not fast enough <laughs> uh, and then i got up there and i thought there's a little bit of bark going off this thing somebody must have climbed this one already red flag you know? number two <laughs> yeah and i was probably 15 feet um and i got up a little higher and i thought this thing is, this is not right and i shined my headlight up you know uh, about wasn't coons looking at you out of the hollow center uh, of the tree thankfully <laughs> no thankfully no but i got up there i don't know probably probably 35 foot 40 foot off the ground you know looking up it's just gone i mean there ain't no tree you know ain't, ain't nothing it is a it's a chimney tree and red flag number three <laughs> yeah. yeah and i thought well i'm gonna stop right now and i thought you know what it's getting light i'm gonna stay <laughs> why in the world i did that i'm still here you know yeah, it worked out but like the lighter it got i'd look up at that thing and i think wow you know like the window you're saying would start blowing yeah i mean it was just dead as could be you know uh i mean that that shaking i was feeling is the dead tree yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it didn't have that normal graceful sway one yeah. of the dumbest things i ever did is i was hunting in the woods it was pretty windy i mean it was actually it was really windy and I was in this woods, and these trees had been ringed. So you know what, oh, what yeah. they do when they ring yeah. trees? They, they'd ring them. Basically, they just cut the bark with yep. a saw or something just deeper than the bark, and it, and it kills the trees, and they naturally fall. So you're yep. not falling trees. You're just you're ringing them, run around there with a saw, and eventually they die. Mm-hmm. And then they fall. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't fall until the wind blows really hard. <laughs> so I'm in this timber that's been... Uh, they selectively cut it, and then they ring trees that they didn't want to cut so that the younger timber, like the white oaks, would mm-hmm. grow. Yeah. So it was a, in a forestry program, basically. And the wind's blowing, and it's howling, and I'm climbing in this. I'm in this 
shaggy bark hickory tree anyway with the climber that i was telling you about so i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not terribly worried about that but the wind is blowing pretty good and all of a sudden i hear this crash and it's behind me a little ways and i think well that's that's a tree you know and pretty soon here comes another crash and i'm thinking that's a little closer and the wind's still just howling and what it is is these ring trees have been mm-hmm. ringed long enough they're dead and now they're falling because the wind's blowing just about right. Yeah. And I'm up there in this shaggy bark hickory that's moving anyhow, <laughs> and none of these dead trees are falling all around me, and I'm thinking, well, this is stupid. Yeah. You know, so what I do? I stay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see no deer. Thought, <laughs> well, what's, what's the best? To stay in, uh, am, I better staying on, am I better off staying in the tree thinking, okay, I may have, that one might hit me or that one might hit me, or am I better off getting down and walking out of the woods where hell they all might hit me? I, yep. I don't know. So I just selected to stay, and, and yep. I'm still here, so, you know, uh-huh. yep. must have been the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. If not, at the time, it was pretty stupid. Well, yeah. Well, the day me and Tubbsy went, well, I was talking about the wind blowing that day. It was probably not the smartest day to go down and go, but yeah, shot a big deer. Yep. Didn't find it, but... I didn't see a deer that time because they were smart enough to stay out of that woods where the trees were falling down. Hey, let's go stand in the middle of that field while yeah. those trees fall yeah. down where we lay. Well, that <laughs> idiot sitting out there in the tree stand, we'll just leave him there. Yep. That's uh, essentially what I wanted to talk about tonight. So, you got anything else? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, uh, think of when you're, when you're going in, think about how you're wanting things to work. Uh you know what idea you got in your mind how you think they're going to come in how you think it's going to work out uh try to give yourself the advantage don't uh uh don't just walk out there and say oh that one looks easy mm-hmm. it might be dead <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. could be could that, be yeah, falling a... when the wind's blowing too <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good point though kind of to end on there is have a plan if you yeah at least think about it in your head what might happen or what you expect to happen because mm-hmm. then Maybe you won't be quite as caught off guard, and yep. that'll help you pick out a tree that'll work. And, and, and if you're walking around in a new place to hunt and you see some old boards nailed up in a tree, you know, a big old tree or something, that's probably a decent spot. Mm-hmm. Somebody thought it was. Yeah. It's a, yeah, when we're doing consultations, it's definitely walking properties. We'll be walking around. You'd be amazed at how many times you'd be walking around and think, man, this would be a good place for a, a set. Yep. And then, you know, not 20 30 yards away there's an old board nailed up in a tree or yep. something old board nailed up or yep. a tree you can tell has been clumb before because mm-hmm. they've sawed off the limbs or yep. you'd be surprised how many yep. somebody's been there before yep they yeah. thought the same thing yep yep so that's a pretty good indicator that you're at least on the right track but before we get out of here we got to pay the bills so we'll give you guys our podcast sponsors there's a little bit of value for you too if you're listening to this uh, our first one is racks big game supplements they're a better known company out of northeast nebraska they're guys that just they're deer hunters just like me and you uh, they were looking to get more out of the mineral and feed market than what existed at the time so they developed their racks products through years of research and came up with one of the best mixes available that will help improve your herd's overall health They've got minerals, protein blocks, pelletized feed, and meal feed, all specifically designed for whitetails. You can use discount code RHO22 at checkout and receive 5% off your entire order at RacksMineral.com. You can also stop by the shop and see what we've got in stock or make an order for what we don't. Right now, I think we have a 
few bags of the 18 pound mineral, maybe a couple of the 40 pound, and a couple two or three blocks left if you guys want to come check those out. The other sponsor for the podcast is Grandpa Ray Outdoors, and we were going to have John on last week, but like I said, it didn't end up working out with everybody's schedule. So we're going to have him on again at some point, or going to try again to have him on at some point, but like I said, he's the owner over there, Grandpa Ray Outdoors. They specialize in providing the best nutrition for white-tailed deer on your property, starting with the soil. They offer a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods. They were started in 2015, but John has been in the seed and nutrition business since 1991. With over 14 different food plot, food plot blends to choose from, you won't have any trouble finding what you're looking for. They've got fall and spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it, they've got it. They aren't just about selling their products, though. They'll answer any questions you got about their blends, uh, what would be best for your specific property, that way you can achieve the best results possible. Like us, they don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach to wildlife nutrition. They'll treat you and your situation individually. They aren't about fancy label or package either. They're about good quality seed and taking care of their clients. Both of our sponsors kind of have that going for them. Not necessarily the fanciest packages you've ever seen in your life, but it's good stuff. So that's what's, that was, is what matters anyway. They're spending their money on the right things instead of just advertising and marketing. Uh, we've used... Grandpa Ray Outdoor Seed Blends on some client properties in the past. We've got some of it actually on Jeff's property now. Uh, the results have been as good as advertised. That's why we're going to continue to use their seed and why we partnered with them on the podcast. So if you want to check them out, go to GrandpaRayOutdoors.com and use discount code RHO space podcast to get 10% off your order. Or you can stop by the shop and see what we've got in stock from them. Or order it just like you can their Axe Minerals. Save yourself some money on shipping. So... That's going to do it for this week, guys. We'll probably have another one out next week. I don't know why we'd miss another week. So sorry about last week, but we'll catch you again next Friday. Thanks for listening.